With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside one of the most insane Fridays you will see in the sports world. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh. We have conference championship games and college football to break down. We have conference championship games to preview. We have the Mandalorian. We have Randy Moss. We have Kyrie Irving and Sage. We have the Knicks winning by 40, Mike Harmon. There are no shortage of insane stories tonight. Which one of these is not like the others? 
I don't know. <laughs> Trying to jam the Knicks in there. What do you think you're doing? Hey, 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 dude. If I said to you, okay, of these three stories today, uh, Randy Moss saying that he's the best wide receiver in NFL history and Jerry Rice is third or fourth, which he did interview with Pro Football Talk. Uh, Kyrie Irving sprinkling sage all over the court on his return to Boston uh, in a preseason game tonight. Or the Knicks winning by 40. If I said, which one takes you the most completely by surprise, your answer would honestly be the Knicks. I mean, it would Kyrie, be the most yeah. surprising. Yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, sure. I got. Yeah, Kyrie sprinkling sage on the court. Sure, pregame. Yeah, Kyrie. Well, that's it kind of fits into what we've been talking about, right? Because we've been <laughs> we've been discussing having exorcism like uh, processes for many NFL teams, right? Instead of the normal, here's the gifts I want to give them for Christmas. It's the who deserves an exorcism. Who deserves uh, a little bit of Max von Sydow showing up in the cover of Night uh, from the old classic film? Uh, that's more in line with the giftage. But yes, your Knicks, 119, mm. 83 winners. Chaos continues uh, as they are 3-1 and one now on this preseason. And you had multiple. I mean, you're talking six guys in double figure. We were up by 37. We were up by 37 at halftime. Championship teams. Don't let teams hang around early. Check that box, Mike. We are checking boxes in the preseason. Yeah, Obadiah Toppin only had six and six, though. Doesn't so. matter. Emmanuel quickly is the greatest point guard in the history of the NBA. It's, it's, it's all said and done. We're done now. Basic losing is over. We're done. We're three and one in the preseason. We're going to roll into the regular season because the NBA just changed the rules and said that we can play Detroit and Cleveland every game. So you just watch what's going to happen to the Knicks right now over 72 games. We are rolling my friend this is just rolling. insane i mean yeah. and most of your starters really didn't even play uh, Knicks, so that's Knicks, really Knicks, the uh, Knicks, the exciting Knicks, thing Knicks, for Knicks. you happy times ahead in your 72 game regular season uh, uh, that is is that enough? That's enough Nick stock, right? Yeah. That, we no, no, because we, we got to get to 90 seconds. That's good, right? We got to get to Kyrie Irving and Randy Moss. I mean, real, we got to get. All right. So clearly, all right. Kyrie Irving first, because we started with the NBA. Mm-hmm. When you talk about insane stories, it's like well, you, 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 it's, it's like a choose your own adventure. You know, pick the one you want to tonight. So in his return uh, to Boston tonight, Kyrie for the Nets uh, came out before the game and sprinkled sage. All around the court. Burning Sage just walked around the court with no fans there and Burning Sage, like he would do that if there was not a COVID situation. Uh, Burn Sage on the court before the game, brought it back, put it out. I don't know if it was safe, who knows, but he decided to walk across the court and burn Sage for whatever reason, which I'm sure we'll find out after the game tonight. Again, the Nets are thumping the Celtics in right now. 101-69, Kyrie's got 17, Kevin Durant has 25. Um, This is very on-brand for Kyrie Irving. Uh, This is something that if I had to... If I had to encapsulate his NBA career for 2020 and beyond in a movie, it would be good night and good luck. That's would be a good, you know, Kyrie, good luck, good luck, Nets, good luck. I'm the blackjack dealer at the end of the night saying, guys, thank you. Let me show you my hands. I got no chips up my sleeve, no cards. Gentlemen, good luck, good luck. That's why anybody playing with Kyrie, good luck, because he, he clearly he's at a point where I, he's a complete and total wild card. He was always a wild card. Now you have not, I mean, dude's bringing Sage to the game, and he's burning it on the court before. Maybe he's trying to burn out evil spirits. I don't know. Well, I got- I kind of dig it for that, right? I mean, supposed to meet Bill Walton there. I don't know. If Bill Walton was around, I would say, okay, I get it. I get Bill Walton is there. It's going to be fun to, okay, I understand. 
Yeah, but for those that don't understand the history besides just uh, being a little bit off here uh, and out of your normal realm of a pregame uh, warm-up ritual, I mean, burning sage, cleansing the space of negative energy, bad spirits, all of those kind of things. So didn't have the greatest of departures from from Boston, so perhaps he felt that, that this was a way to get right. I can't question. I mean... Look, Come on, it's Kyrie really? Irving. So that, really? I'm not. No. <laughs> Look, I know a lot of people that do it. People that are very successful in other walks of life. It's something that that they espouse to. I do. I understand it for me. No, but I'm I'm not going to tell. So if that's going to make them feel better about the space they're in, the workspace in this case for Kyrie Irving, I'm not going to get on them for this. It's a little off. I mean, especially given the way the last week or so has gone uh, for Kyrie Irving, and you got Charles Barkley hammering back on him. Uh, a lot of people pretty much saying "shut up and dribble." If you didn't notice, uh, <laughs> to Kyrie Irving. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, but when it, it it comes down to it, if this this is a get right for his mind and mentality, and he's like, dude, he's lost his mind, man. He's, oh, he's come lost on, his I, mind. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give a pass on mind. this one. I'm not going to talk to the media because they create things about me, and they create, and you create your own agenda. I can't talk to the media about this because you're evil. I'm going to burn sage on the court before the game. Well, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I mean, really, this is someone who I, I, I can, can you really trust him for a whole season? Can you trust him for a month? Can you trust him for a couple of weeks? I mean, really, that, that's the I point where I picked them to go to the, uh, every... to the title round. So there we go, <laughs> every, buddy. Yeah, good luck, man. Good luck. You're going to be I burning am riding the lightning. You'll be burning sage in your house. You'll be getting up every night, burning sage, walking around, sitting well, down but, to do the show. Burn but the I mean, sage, really, though, Jason, I mean, a lot of people light candles around their house for that peace of mind and psychological win, uh-huh. you know, in their space. Uh, Kyrie just took it to the next level. Uh, yeah. Uh, good luck. Good night and good luck with Kyrie Irving. We, we, look, I've said it for a long time. He is going down a path where I, I, I can't trust that I know that basketball is his priority, that I can trust him to be on the court, that I can trust him to be healthy. I am a hard pass. I've been a hard pass on Kyrie sure. Irving for a long time. And n- nothing that's gone on in the last week is telling me, oh, yeah, I can come back to Kyrie. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now, I mean, what's next? It's like he's got to top himself with, with, the, with something more ridiculous as, every day. I don't know how you top burning sage on the court before the game. I really don't know. I don't know how you do that. But, but this is Kyrie Irving, and this is the kind of year. Again, it's going to be great for us because we get to talk about it. But, wow, you're, you're hit, uh, hooked in on Kyrie Irving. If you're KD, you got to be saying to yourself, oh, man, I don't know. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, but he's fighting hey. with LeVar Ball on podcast, so how much hey. better is he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, this is what I said. The Nets are going to be a great train wreck, man. It's going to be so awesome. You got him going to the finals. I'm like, this is going to flame out. I, this is going to be – this is going to be so – this is not a 72-game team right here. This is not a Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Everything's going to be great. We can put our quirkiness aside for 72 games. Oh, this is going to be awesome. This is good. This is going to be fantastic. It, it, it is going to be incredible theater in this mm. particular case for Kyrie yeah. Irving. Uh, it's it's a matter of timing, right? If you didn't have the war with the media this past week, this one kind of goes as a raise an eyebrow. Okay, and let's talk to Kyrie after. Yeah. But since that relationship has now already been torched, much mm. like the sage that he walked around the court with uh, earlier tonight, mm-hmm. that you, you're not going to get the the full. True answer. You might get another statement before yeah. it's done. Good luck. 
Good luck. Uh, Played so well, you- though, so, I mean, maybe it had some effect. Mm. Right, you're looking for a psychological win, and maybe I mean maybe that's a new way to to wage warfare. Right, LeBron's got his stupid chalk thing that everybody eats up. How about you go and burn sage? He's like he's Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. That's what I mean. Uh, right, it's, I mean, it's his so version crazy. of flu powder. It's now I'm free. So Let's go. Diagonally, 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 diagonally. Uh, so if those stories aren't enough. Then we had Jerry Rice say, oh, hey, hang on a second. You guys, you guys think that's something. Well, let me tell you. Uh, goes on a podcast with Ter- Terrell Owens earlier today and says that he was the best wide receiver of all time. T.O. is number two, and Jerry Rice is like third or fourth. Now, he goes on to the podcast to say, this is not me to disrespect Jerry Rice. I feel I'm the best. We're talking about people who changed the game at wide receiver, which is why he has himself at number one and Terrell Owens at number two. Uh, so the first thing I go is, wait. Jerry Rice didn't change the game, but you did. I think Jerry Rice was able to come in and show that, hey, the star wide receiver can be someone you rely on. So if anything, he sort of opened the door for you guys. But, you know, let, let's let, let's let's give Randy Moss a little bit of credit because I do agree if he said I'm the most athletic wide receiver of all time that I could say hey you know what yes you are right nobody could go up over two wide receivers and pull a ball in that was underthrown like you nobody could be able to to uh, dodge a a defensive back and and make him think the ball wasn't coming and put your arms out at the end certain things he did were just genius and he and he's up he's up in the top five but to say that you're better than Jerry Rice when you're body of work doesn't even come close to Jerry Rice. Randy Moss, when he was 33 years old, was out of the league with a 28-catch season. Okay, 33, he was out of the league with a 23-catch season. Jerry Rice, when he was 33 years old, caught 122 passes for 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns. The next year, he caught 122. Then he caught 108. Then he got hurt. But then he caught 82, 67, 75, 83, 92 passes as a 40-year-old with the Raiders in 2002. I mean, you, you can say what you want, but I, I, do you really believe that? I mean, it, it's, it's a difference between saying I'm more athletic. I'm trying to find a way to say I'm better than Jerry Rice. But there is no conversation. Look, and I love hot takes more than anybody, and I'd love to stand up and say, yes, Randy Moss. But, but there's just no – there's just no – basis and reality for this take that Randy that that Randy Moss and Dio were both better than Jerry Rice I mean come on Jerry Rice finished his career with 1600 catches Randy Moss didn't get to a thousand all right I mean like I said Jerry Rice was from 1985 to 2004 he played in the league and was a star until he was 42 bleeping years old I mean I I don't know what there's no way there's no way you can cut up this pie and tell me yes Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Rice, you're not nearly as good as these guys. And to say third or fourth, like there may be a guy I'm missing that could be ahead of John. I, don't want to, I might be missing somebody. You know, maybe I want to say Marvin Harrison. I don't know. I mean, and you guys even played more in the era of the quarterback, and Jerry Rice did not. Jerry Rice played in still in the era of the running back being the stars in the National Football League, and there were some star quarterbacks, but not nearly what it was today. Again, there's no piece of the pie that says this. Fan of the the game, except you know, kind of when he gave up when he was in Oakland, <laughs> you know, towards the end of that run, it was like didn't didn't feel like running out routes anymore. The ball wasn't coming his way, and even when it was, sometimes didn't look like he really wanted to be on the field. Uh, he does, to my knowledge, top Jerry Rice in one very significant statistical category, and that's references by Outcast. 
Oh, that mm-hmm. is true. Yeah, so you're talking Glitter, about yes, glisten, yes, music glisten, loss, yes. floss. I catch a beat running like Randy Moss. So, okay, one nothing maybe there. Okay, so I'll give him that. And he was exciting to watch. The the thing that you, you got to remember too is we watch and we talk about this every year when we go into the deep run in the playoffs. How often do wide receivers are are they the difference makers toward a title team? Not that they don't make big plays. But to where you say it's it's that guy that you you have to be worried about. Yeah, it goes back to Jerry Rice. Right, I mean, there's mm-hmm. not there's not a lot of championships. You can win championships a whole lot of other ways, and oftentimes your leading receiver ain't ain't the guy in those games, you know, the for the league. So uh, I look at it for click opportunities, trying to make sure he gets a little bit of love. May, maybe he's been lost in the litany of ex NFL players who turn media stars, you know, your Pat McAfee's and and all of those guys in the world. So it's like, hey, remember me? I could say outrageous things too. <laughs> hey, Jerry Jerry Rice was a jag. I mean, that's kind of what he said here. Eh, it's good. All right, fine. His stats are good enough. He's ah, fourth. <laughs> I may be missing a guy. I maybe Wayne Krebet. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I could be missing somebody in there. Wow. So it is that kind of night. Hey, happy Friday. It's the holidays. It's Friday night. It's awesome. It's what's going on. It's how we're living here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, Update from college football. Pac-12 championship game. And boy, they really can't get anybody to come to the Pac-12. Oh, sorry, COVID, right. It's just like the games from the last couple of years. Got it. Um, Early in the third quarter, USC trails Oregon 21-14. to USC trying to keep their outside, outside, outside hopes of making the college football playoff alive. Uh, Keaton Slovis, a couple of bad picks early on, but uh, USC still in this down by seven uh, with the third quarter just underway. We'll have more on this coming up as well as a big preview of the game of the year, the rematch in college football tomorrow. Who's walking away with the win, Clemson or Notre Dame? And is Brian Kelly really going to not go to the Rose Bowl because parents and family aren't allowed? Yeah, we'll get into that next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, we're starting early. When Tyshirt's playing DMX early, you know it's one of those nights. Friday night, baby. Let's go. Yeah, listen. Ev- and listen, and everybody is just now, over the course of the day into tonight, getting to watch the season finale of The Mandalorian. Don't worry, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything because not it yet, is huh? unbelievably crazy. After I watched that, after I watched the, the, the season finale tonight, I said. This episode is better than the entire three trilogy that they just did (laughs) from 2015 to last year. It is just that good, and you get an incredible oh-my-God moment. You get a couple of them. You get a couple of oh-my-God moments in this, but one is just, holy crap, are you serious? And this is what people are starting to get now. Everybody's starting to watch it, and you know, with all the sports going on tonight, uh, there's something trending on Twitter. I I don't want to say it because it gives it away, uh, but there's something on Twitter that is just going to take over and this is the story all weekend long it just is that insane and it goes back to what i said the first time we saw baby yoda my carmen this popularity this character took off mandalorian is saving and restarting the star wars franchise because everything that has come in the past few weeks here's five new movies we're going to get 
And here's another, here's the next couple of movies for Star Wars we're getting from Patty Jenkins, Taika Waititi. All of it is because of the success of The Mandalorian. And they're br- branching everything out from there. I mean, this really, Baby Yoda saved the Star Wars franchise. Save the franchise. Oh, yeah. and by the way, watch all the way to the end. There's a there's oh, yeah. a credit scene. There's a wow. credit scene at the end of Mandalorian tonight. Watch all the way to the end. Yeah, I I figured you were going to let that one that you should should have let that one sit. Well, uh, what people see. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm just, I'm not saying what it is. Well, you know, I was. Just I mean, I might as well just tell people that they tie tie everything back to Gus Fring now. And so it's really all part of the an extension of the Breaking Bad universe, and it's been a masterwork. Uh, yes, really, it, comes, it finishes up at Pollos Hermanos. Yeah. Uh, what it comes down to here is uh, a reverence and a uh, a giant uh, applause and, and salute to uh, John Favreau, who uh, not only did he create the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he has now saved Star Wars. So uh, good job by him. I mean, really, it is incredible. And now the excitement over Star Wars is back again. And it it really is something. It really is something. And, I just and, want some more Bill Burr, though. Because uh, he's talking okay. around, walking like he's from Boston the entire okay. time. And he's yelling at Mando. Hey, Mando, <laughs> like you. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is because I have a... See, the thing is, I have con- not a conspiracy theory, but I have a theory that there's a huge change going to be in Mandalorian next year because of how Mandalorian ends. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to say what it is. But uh, there's a huge... I think I've I got a feeling there's a big change coming in Mandalorian next year. Easy, Chewy. Easy. Easy. Shifting sands, you, you, you might say. How about that? Uh, right now, Jorgen, first and goal uh, against USC. The undefeated Trojans, who uh, the teams they've beaten this year have a combined record of 0-47. Uh-huh. Uh, Oregon is knocking on the door. They could get this out to a two-touchdown lead midway through the third quarter. And, you know, and, and watch, this is a game where USC's got a lot to play for, Mike, because clearly – as, if things go according to plan tomorrow, USC is going to sit here and say, hey, 6-0 and undefeated, we won the Pac-12. But if things go crazy and go haywire, undefeated USC, you get an invite into the national championship picture, and they came out really flat. There was one team that was ready to play this game, and Oregon just seemed like they were moving faster than USC. Like, USC still needed a bit of time to get into the game, and now they're into the game, and they're finding Oregon to be a much tougher opponent than they expected. Because I didn't see that impetus, that want to, in the beginning of the game for USC as much as I saw it out of uh, Oregon. Oh, it's been... uh just absolutely ridiculous. And a team that played no defense all year is suddenly uh, dominating Slovis, right? So you've got uh, an Oregon squad that said, all right, we'll take a, take advantage of the opportunity, right? Washington couldn't play. So on short notice, it's a, hey, you guys uh, ready for to run it back? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so here we, we jump out of the gate. And for all of the talk the last week about the USC scenarios, and we certainly were, were banging the drum and leading the charge for it, trying to upset the apple cart based on the rankings. Uh, this was a team that did not come out like they'd had a great inspirational speech. I want to know who talked to them before the game, right? And and, and if they get blown out. Well, it's Oregon which, week. I mean, we had Herbert yeah. and Mariota last no, we night. We had that it's yesterday. Oregon that was tonight. great. Well, Maybe when it goes right into, I mean, this game is on Fox. So yesterday it was, let's keep talking about Oregon, 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 and preview Oregon, USC. And, and right now, I, Clay Helton, everybody was getting uncomfortable 
you know, because he was going to be able to claim he was a genius uh, going 6-0 and and winning the conference. All of a sudden, he's back on the hot seat, man. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> the way this worked, because they came out so flat. Seriously, I want to know who spoke to them, either via Zoom or in that locker room behind the mask. Did they not get the message? This is a pretty big bleeping deal based on everything that's going on for the school. And that's the larger part that I think has been lost in this is – this at least allowed you to climb out of the muck in the mire of what the university has been the last couple of years with the number of huge lawsuits and investigations. Seemingly one group left and another one rolled. Hey, you, you, you leaving that parking spot? All right, yeah, we're, we're, which, which department you here for? Well, let me tell you. That's kind of what it's been at USC. So this was at least a little feel-good story. And right now they're getting whacked. Yeah, they just dropped a what should have been an interception uh, in the end zone off a tip ball, and that would have changed things, uh, giving Oregon another chance. Oregon is in the end zone for a touchdown to make it 28-14. to uh, The Ducks now lead USC midway through the third quarter. Still Slovis and USC, quick strike capability, <laughs> a long time to go in this game, clearly, but USC just not up to the test so far. And this is the playoff committee sitting there going, okay, this is, this is kind of an outside-the-box thing, but we can check this box off if USC loses. And then we'll check the box off tomorrow when Ohio State wins and, and hey, one game hey, they're going to... Hey. Oh, sorry, buddy. I, I'm sorry. But, but, but buddy, you're, How you're like... How dare you? Buddy, you're like 17-point underdogs, buddy. It's, 20 it's, and a half, but who's okay, counting? It's, Let's buddy, go. It's, it's, it's you're gonna, saying it's there's a, a chance. No, there, there's a chance. You're playing the game. There's a chance. Fighting Fitzgeralds. Have them ready. Let's go. <laughs> and they're going to fight out, obviously, the Notre Dame-Clemson game. If Clemson wins, college football playoff committee says, see, we got the four right teams. We got Alabama. We got Ohio State. We got Notre Dame and Clemson. They beat each other. We can get a third in this uh, great triumvirate. What do you care about all these other teams? Texas A&M, who cares? Florida, they got three losses. All they bang, 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 bang. They're just hoping that this is how it's going to turn out. And tonight is kind of the first domino in a lot of dominoes. And clearly the biggest one is going to be Clemson-Notre Dame. Because if somehow Notre Dame beats Clemson and you got a two-loss Clemson team with Trevor Lawrence ending his college football career and maybe the Clemson dynasty uh, going with it, because you don't know what's going to happen when DJ Uyanlele takes over. You don't know if Dabo Sweeney's going to go coach the Jets or the or the Jaguars or somebody else, uh, that's going to be a real difficult knee-knocker decision to say, um, sorry, Clemson, we're going to let Texas A&M in over you guys. So uh, thanks. We appreciate that, Trevor. Good luck with the Jets. Isn't uh, it mean, interesting, is though, how much, how much hand-wringing has gone on for Texas A&M this week, though? How many people, oh, well, they, they would be the next in. It's like uh, every year it's the you didn't compete in your conference title game or you didn't win your title uh, conference championship. And all of a sudden now it's, oh, it's a, it would be a shame if they got bypassed. Like, they, they didn't check those other two boxes. Beat it. <laughs> why, why did the, I know 2020 is chaos and all in a lot of respects, but why, why are we suddenly saying, hey, let's uh, look the other way here? No, no. Dan Mullen and his squad screwed up uh, with shoe throwing and a lot of whining that he's done. Uh, and A&M, you know, sorry, you didn't win your division. You lost. You're out. Tw- Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. A&M's the guy at the club just watching everybody get in ahead of him. Can I get in? I've been here for a half hour. Just wait. We'll let you in. Just wait. But every but this guy but, but this guy was here like a half hour after me. You just let him in. Yeah, just wait. We'll let you he's in. He's got we'll a better you. leather jacket. Beat it. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, but the game of the day, the game of the year, part two, tomorrow, Clemson, Notre Dame, will pick it and we'll tell you why what Brian Kelly is saying you can put no stock in. But first. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. 
draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Notre Dame and Clemson tomorrow. First things first, Brian Kelly, this is a story today that got so much attention that is just a load of crap. All right, Brian Kelly, head coach of Notre Dame, says Notre Dame may say no to the college football playoff if they are not allowed to have family members at the Rose Bowl for the semifinal game. Uh, saying, quote, what are we doing it for if we can't have fans and can't have our families at the game right now? Okay, first of all, yes, another coach showing you how I'm COVID-dense, that with everything going on, I'm going to say something very tone-deaf about, why can't we have people traveling across the country and come to games when 3,000 people a day are dying? But this is, it, this is not even a story. Do you really think, just ask yourself, Brian, Notre Dame's going to go to the college football playoff. They're going to get to play in the Rose Bowl. They've never played in the Rose Bowl. And Brian Kelly's going to say, um... Yeah, you know what? We're not going because our, our family members can't go. I mean, you really think that's going to happen? You really On Sunday night, they're going to invite Notre Dame, and Brian Kelly's going to say, yeah, no, we're not coming, guys. Sorry, let somebody else come. And say. No, that's, that is absolutely not going to happen. He wanted to stand up and say something because he's pissed off about COVID like we all are, but there, there is no way. No t- he wouldn't make it. I mean, he wouldn't make it past his Zoom call. They would go, I know where Kelly lives. Let's go to his house right now. There's no way that's happening, Mike Harmon. Yeah, it's one of those statements. I I get it if you want to just talk about how the college landscape, I'm trying to choose the words right here, that you've seen reflexiveness, right? You've seen uh, the ability of teams to pick up on a moment's notice. All right, let's reschedule. Let's change things. Let's, you know, BYU uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? They take the L, but, you know, you got to applaud the effort of saying, all right, we want to get this game in. We want to get another game in. Let's go. Uh, And then you've had... The Big Ten Conference, they play tomorrow, and I'm excited to watch my beloved Northwestern team go for the title. But they've had a a series of missteps. Likewise, I think if Brian Kelly just came at it straight ahead saying, how the hell did they not get ahead of this and move it to perhaps another place where we could have family, which is essentially what he's saying just in a, a... terrible way and the threatening of a boycott is silly to your point about travel look people are traveling if they decided that it was just impossible thing shouldn't airlines have been shut down and that's i'll get off my soapbox and move away uh but the people are moving about the country and you've been able to you could charter planes you could figure it out sequester hotels i mean you're an alumni base with a lot of money uh you you could figure out where to find a place or two uh to essentially quarantine uh to get you know an, an, an notre dame only hotel i'm sure that's not an I- impossible situation so to say hey you, maybe we we should have taken california out of the mix given the the climate and all of the regulations in place. I, I can't fault him for raising his hand to ask that question and just say, hey, the Rose Bowl's back in the rotation next year. Right? Because they're not going to have the parade. They're not going to have the usual pageantry that goes with it. So moving it and doing a make good. Maybe you get another, you know, huge opportunity 
in in the hosting a title game in another year. Uh, I can't fault that. But saying you're going to boycott, and there's no chance in hell you'll be run out on a rail. I think it's, you, you're, you're, you are not championship. You're, you're no, not, no, no, no. We're not. You're not, not going. coaching. You're, you're not, you're not coaching in a playoff game if legitimately you don't smile in front of the camera and go, "I can't wait <laughs> to get into the playoffs. Let's go." It's just an empty threat and really, really foolish. Uh, and ham-handed. Try, you're trying to make a point uh, of how there's different parts of this entity that is college football that have been slow to react. I'll agree with you. But th- this is not the way to get your message across. And and the won't someone think of the families, think of the children. Like the, You tell me the kids are going to say, yeah, coach, we're with you. Let's boycott this because mom and dad can't watch this game. Screw that. No chance in hell. You got a bunch of guys that are getting ready to either go on to huge professions, non-football. They've got another year coming back together where they should be pretty good. And you've got the handful of guys that will go to the NFL. Yeah, let's boycott this. Beat it. Mom, Dad, I'll see you in two weeks. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, it can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go. You think of calling for a ride home. Eh, what's the worst going to happen? You get pulled over. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. Drive sober or get pulled over. This brought to you by NHTSA. So speaking of Clemson and Notre Dame, who's coming away with a win tomorrow? Alabama, Florida. Who's coming away with that victory? Well, we have our big picks of the games of the year. Coming up next, keep it right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. USC kicked a field goal now they're down by 11 the oregon ducks have the lead 28 to 17 it's late in the third fox sports radio <laughs> see not about rhyming i can still play a lot i could i could do it but the rhyming thing is what would get me no that was you know, pretty solid was, right there I, I could do it along to the beat and everything would be but like the rhyming that would be my big thing if i was ever you know in a rap battle or something Okay. Well, once uh, we get back to rap battles in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, we'll make sure to keep that in mind <laughs> when we plot that out. Uh, he had a good defensive play by Oregon on the third down uh, to set up the field goal and wide open tight end and got wrestled to the ground and lost control of the ball. Seemed to be an easy touchdown pass. Slovis took a, a little off it, maybe a little more of a fastball uh, to zip it in. The guy can able to is able to get his feet down uh, and secure the catch. Instead, a field goal but now chaos ensues and the ensuing kickoff i have never seen an onside kick like that usc gets the onside kick and it was the kicker just kicking it high to the sideline like he's kicking it to a teammate you know, like you, you, you had you had the kick. This wasn't this wasn't like a high kick that a teammate had to run under and try to get, or one of the normal onside kicks. You kick it down and it bounces up in the air. No, this was booted up in the air about twelve yards downfield, and it, and it was caught by USC player like he was going out for a pass. I mean, I've never yeah, no, that was, I've that never was really seen well that. executed. Yeah, because you had a blocker. Uh, can I'm trying to think of the. Uh, I, I didn't. I don't have my closed captioning on here. As oh, I, that's I sit okay, without buddy. my. Well, because, you know, you want to make sure you give the proper blame. Uh, it was Daywood Davis, the cornerback uh, on the Oregon uh, kickoff return team, who kind of fell asleep 
and a blocker out in front did a good job to screen him from having any chance at getting to the ball. Uh, a little bit of a, a trickeration uh, by Clay Helton and his staff, and I don't know that I've seen a coordinator uh, go running up and down and getting the high fives and adulation that we saw after that play. 11-point game, 222 left in the third. So we'll keep you updated here, but obviously tomorrow, hey, the biggest day of college football all season. It, it's great that we're on a day where there are a bunch of games that have so much playoff implication. And first things first, I'll, I'll go with the easy game. If Alabama isn't blowing out Florida by the early in the third quarter, I'll be stunned. You know, yeah. like I said, for, for the Chiefs in the NFL, this could be a really boring playoff. Alabama is just blowing the doors off of everybody every week. They can't be stopped, even though this game is a freebie. If they lose, they're still getting in the playoff. They're scoring 40 points a game every single week. Can you get to them defensively? Sure, you get. they've given up points, but are you going to score 50 against them and win this game? I mean, n- nobody can combat what Alabama is doing on offense. They are just so talented. This should be a three-touchdown game early in the third quarter, and I'll be stunned if it's not. They roll to this win. Spread is 17. Uh, line opened at 14. Uh, you, you look at Florida. The we, We've talked a lot uh, about the meltdowns and the well, just implosion uh, of the way they lost that second game. And, and look, that was the LSU, uh, and they got a gift that they didn't get bounced down the rankings further. Uh, Alabama wants to show their number one. Nick Saban, this is a tune-up game uh, and a chance to smack smack down the you know other division in your conference uh, when it comes to recruiting's done for this year, uh, but let's call it what it is. Uh, it's a long-term play. Uh, Now to get to Clemson and Notre Dame, the rematch of of the game of the year we saw earlier. Uh, Obviously, Trevor Lawrence didn't play uh, due to COVID. DJ Uyanale played terrific. I mean, the guy threw for 430 yards, and Notre Dame was able to beat Clemson. This game is going to turn a different way tomorrow. Uh, Clemson's going to save college football from the big headache of what do we do if the Tigers wind up with two losses? Notre Dame played the perfect game last time. They they were like 10 out of 19 on third downs. Uh, Clemson turned it over when they never really turned it over. Notre Dame was at home. They had fans on the field, and still they barely squeaked out a win. It was a very uncharacteristic game for Clemson, even though they put up points. and put. You could tell they, they just weren't themselves in that game. Notre Dame's good. They're not quite that good. And this is Trevor Lawrence now finally back in a big spotlight game. Clemson wins this game. It's closer than than you think. Clemson wins this by 10, 34-24, setting up a potential round three in the playoffs. But I'm going with Clemson in this. I am taking them big in this one. Uh, I'm looking at a a 41-20 burial. And Brian Kelly has to explain what happened as opposed to why parents can't go. Uh, play at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> I, I don't think this one's close. I, I think you, you saw uh, the the kid played well the first time, right? Uh, and you go to overtime, and Notre Dame escapes. Uh, they're not so lucky this time. I think they get pinballed around by Trevor Lawrence. And that's going to save just about everything because Alabama, okay, great. We don't have to worry about the headache that, oh, hey, here's a two-loss Florida team. Can they get in? They just beat Alabama. Does Alabama need to stay? No, college football, it's going to work out for them. 
It's going to work out. And they're going to say, see, we got the right four teams in. And it's going to be everybody else going, oh, you could have just made the playoff bigger anyway. And it would have been awesome. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We got more college football on the way. We have a crazy NFL story next. And, well, what may be the most entertaining obituary of the week. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff because it's Friday. This is Fox Sports Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 